Podcast, your local podcast sponsored by the Howard County Library System. We are Baz, Abby, Emerson, and Olivia, bringing you local Howard County happenings from Goodreads to ending theme. In this chapter, you'll be our audience as we reflect back on this year and discuss what we're hopeful about for next year and how to find the positive in our current situation. Plus, a bonus discussion of all the shows that we've binged while at home. Well, guys, it's it's been an interesting year, hasn't it, huh? Yeah. Yeah, and it's uh, it's finally it's finally coming to a close, and and you know, here's hoping next year brings a little bit of um, you know, positivity. Maybe it counteracts this year a little bit. <laughs> I would really hope so. Um, what like what are we hoping that'll happen next year? You know, like best case scenario, we we go back to normal. You know, uh, the COVID vaccine gets fully fully um developed. Um, I get to graduate and go to college in person. Hopefully we get a prom, you know, that's best case scenario, guys, best case scenario. <laughs> and I could go to Japan, um, cause I'd, re- I'd really like to do that. But, um, and I get to see my friends before I graduate. That would be really nice. I'd love to be able to see them all in person before I graduate. What about you guys? What about you guys? You know, oh, you can go <laughs> I'm definitely feeling it with the college thing, you know, I'm definitely thinking about while I'm applying, you know, oh, well, do I really want to go that far away? Because what if, you know, what if then a month in, it's like, oh, you have to leave and go back home. You know, I know a bunch of, that happened to a bunch of students this year, and then it's on short notice, do I really want to be seven hours away? But, you know, hopefully that won't be something to worry about, though. Um, I am. But can't be sure, of course. Yeah, that that's that's totally true. And and Abby, you wanted to comment as well. Oh well, to your comment about like friends hoping to meet your friends, it's sad that we've come to this point where you're just like, I just want to see my friends right oh, now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but for me, I guess um, I don't know, cause I feel like I'm gonna be really stressed out next year with college mm-hmm. apps and everything. So I just hope I can get motivated enough to actually do stuff to look well for college apps I don't know well um, from from one senior to a junior I really hope you guys are in person for when you start doing college apps because there's a lot and I would have loved to have some like in-person help with it (laughs) instead it was my mom and I consulting google half the time and checking the emails from our counselors (laughs) so many emails nowadays oh my god my inbox is flooded (laughs) You know, about this year, though, I wonder what the YouTube, um, it's replay, right? I Rewind. They uh, they canceled it, I think. <gasps> oh. I what? Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. I, I think was... um, Mr. Beast is going to make one, though. <laughs> I think there was a tweet where Mr. Beast said he was going to make a rewind. Or some of the creators, I think, are going to take it into their own hands, much like they've done in the past with the... Uh, subpar additions that YouTube has done for their rewinds. <laughs> I think a lot of creators have taken it into their own hands. Um, and I think we're going to have a lot of that this year too. And I'd be really interested to see what's in them. I mean, it's going to like, it's going to be a wild ride. Mm-hmm. I gotta tell you, Cause this year has been a wild ride. I mean, gee. Oh my gosh. So much has happened this year. Remember when, um, in the beginning when I know it's kind of a dark topic, but remember when Kobe Bryant died? Yeah, dude, I mean, we've had a lot of um, people we've lost this year that have been, like, influential people. I mean, yeah. 2020 came, and <laughs> she said, you will sing no Requiem tonight, guys. You, are, you will feel my wrath. I don't know what 
what happened, man? But dang, she came with a vengeance. Something that will be going on for me uh, in the next year that I'm excited about is, uh, I was just thinking, because you were talking about things that COVID has disrupted, things that COVID right. has done away with. Um, you know, I was supposed to be talking to Johns Hopkins about medically transitioning. And, you know, normally, oh, that only takes four to six months, kind of a long way, but they're very good about communication. They were not in COVID. <laughs> and I just got um, things sort of squared away for that. So we're just waiting for the authorization. But that means that I'll get in a couple weeks, I'll get to start medically transitioning you know taking testosterone and lupron and so yeah that'll be a big change that's happening that yeah. i uh, hope that's so amazing for you congratulations <laughs> yeah thank you <laughs> i mean gosh yeah you know i was 2020 it was low-key gonna be my year man like i had a bunch of neat stuff planned i had finally gotten tickets to a band i really wanted to see like a, a group um <laughs> they were expensive too and then I couldn't go because it was canceled and then also Japan was the big thing I was going to do an eight-week program I'm not sure if I've talked about it on here before but I was going to do an eight-week program abroad in Japan I was going to stay by myself the first four weeks would be a language intensive in Tokyo and the um, last four weeks would be a homestay anywhere in Japan with the family I was really looking forward to it. You know, I had been, I was the only one from Maryland who had applied and been accepted. You know, it was going to be really cool. Um, and they only pick like a certain number of kids um, nationally. So it was really neat and I was so excited. Um, but they're trying to make it happen this upcoming summer. It'll be a bit tight with um, college starting and whatnot, but hopefully we can make it happen. So I'm really hoping we've been doing the documents. I just sent in the updated health form they have for us uh, for the trip. Um, and we're going to be putting in a deposit for it soon. So hopefully it'll all work out. That's so exciting. I hope that does get to, you know, nicely and safely happen. Yeah, me too. So, I mean, yeah, the year's been crazy, but what, what has there been any, like, positives, you know? Has anything, like, good happened to you while you've been in quarantine? There's got to be, you know, something, you know? Uh, I know for me, um, I haven't... You know, it's been a little, it's been nice. I, I honestly kind of like um, having less classes to focus on at once uh, since we only have about four right now. I'm actually kind of really happy about that. Um, and it's also allowed me to try new things because originally, you know, I wasn't planning on taking a dual enrollment class at Howard Community College uh, because it just wouldn't be, it wouldn't be feasible for me to drive to and from the campus. But since it was moved online, it was really easy for me to sign up for a class and like learn about 3D modeling and animation through it and try something new. So I think that's definitely a positive that's come out of it and something that I don't think that would have happened if it hadn't been in the quarantine right now. Right. And the four by four, at least for us as seniors, you know, will be something that will be continuing next year. Mm -hmm. So college. So that'll be cool to continue doing because, you know, it's very much designed for the college institution more than the high school one. So I think it'll be easier to really transition and get into that. Right. Yeah, it will be a bit smoother. Yeah, um, definitely a lot of things are a lot more accessible this year. I mean, I wasn't even planning on it, but I got to, to be able to do a course, a college course online with the professor and everything. And I, it was a really cool experience. And I never 
thought I would be able to do it, but now that we're in this situation, I got that opportunity. Yeah. So yeah, there's a little positive things along the way. I mean, I'm not sure they quite outweigh the negatives, but you know, at least there's a little bit of a silver lining, which is always something you really um, should try to focus on a little bit if you're ever getting into a bit of a slump or especially right now. I know I'm kind of getting a bit tired of online school a bit. Oh, my gosh. oh goodness. I've just gotten into this like, oh, when's it going to be over kind of um, vibe right now. When's winter break? I don't think giving us um, Thanksgiving break. It was a taste of freedom, boys. It was a taste of freedom. And now there's already senioritis, and then online, <laughs> like clawing at the computer screen. Like, yeah. <laughs> you guys have like a weekly screen time thing, like yeah. My parents used to um, have that for me when I was in like middle school and elementary school. Um, um, they've kind of eased up on it, especially now because it's kind of hard to have a limited time in media when everything we do is online for whether it's school or uh you know college courses or applying for college for uh, the seniors in the room yeah I used to have um it was like a time every night when the internet would shut off so then oh. I was like you're done but now it's like no no I have work to do <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to stay up all the time yeah yes yeah, so media-free Sundays and now with work being due on Monday that's just like not something we can really do so and my mom's a teacher as well so she's online more than me so it's definitely not a thing we can do yeah at Hopkins you know they make you fill out all these forms and they're asking about like general health questions and they were like oh you know do you spend I think it was like more than two hours on a screen a day and I'm like the school day is three hours like 45 <laughs> minute classes uh, sorry. yeah because like the reason I brought it up was um I have it on on my computer and everything mm -hmm. and before COVID it was like I don't know maybe like three to four hours on average mm -hmm. and now I look at it and it's like 15 hours on average and I don't know what to do with myself anymore but oh um gosh I know it's, it's for amusement too because like what are we you know what are we supposed to do when we, we can't go anywhere like we can't even really um go outside because like a bunch of parks and stuff are closed you know you can't go to a museum yeah. you can't like do all these really cool things. I know I've been missing art festivals a lot recently and like, um, you know, farmer's markets and whatnot. And like, there's just like no place that are having them. And so, you know, you turn to the computer on you know, Netflix, <laughs> oh boy, the shows I've binged. And, you know, it's not really that healthy because, you know, I never used to be this, um, I guess, almost reliant on media is probably the word to use. Um, but now it's like whenever I'm bored, I just turn to like TikTok or something. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, what were some of the shows that you watched on Netflix? Oh, I, uh, okay, I finally, they added Avatar The Last Airbender, and I'd been wanting to watch it for a while, and I finally got the chance to. And I'm working through Legend of Korra right now as well. Um, and that was such a good show. Oh, my goodness. I loved it. I mean, the vibes, the, the soundtrack, immaculate, the art style, wonderful, the character development, fantastic. I've also been like, okay, so I've been watching like one-off shows that like don't have necessarily a new season or anything yet, or random shows. Like there's one that I've been watching. It's a remake of an older show called Dynasty. They've done a remake. I don't normally watch soap operas or anything like that, <laughs> like those dramas and whatnot. 
But I watched this one because it had the actor from Victorious that played Jade in it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? And I was like, oh, I love her. I love her as an actress. So I watched it and I've been really enjoying that. But the problem is I can't watch too much of it at once or else it's just like, oh my God, the drama becomes overwhelming because it's so dramatic. I mean, I don't think an episode goes by where some scandal doesn't happen. And I'm like, please, there is no one sane in that show. And just when you think there is, there isn't. That's probably been the big one because it's actually got decent seasons and it's got like 40 minute episodes. I've been rewatching shows um, as well. Rewatching Sherlock, only select episodes because some of the episodes weren't my favorite, but the first two seasons are always good. And I love rewatching it just because I love the show. Guys, <laughs> what about you? Like what kind of shows have you been watching this year? I've been, uh, my family and I have been watching a lot of like baking competition shows. Mm. You know, watched nailed it um and then once I'm like okay so it's a different vibe but you need to watch the Great British Baking Show right yeah 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 I've heard I've heard about that I'm like good we're watching it first they weren't really (laughs) expecting to like it but now they love it so been watching that (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then my dad and I when we work out sometimes we'll watch something so we tend to watch animated things so we're currently watching the Dragon Prince Highly recommend. Mm. Watched Shira, which was very good. I watched Shira as well. Right. That's when I did binge in quarantine. Yeah, the first one we watched, I think, was Scooby Doo Mystery Incorporated. I love all the Scooby Doo content on that. <laughs> That's a bunch of the stuff mainly on Netflix that we've been watching. You know, we were trying to do like movie rotations. You know, whose turn is it to? Pay? But it's just sort of like dissolved from there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh goodness I yeah our family used to have um like shows that we'd watch and Scooby-Doo is one of them we had that as a family show we watched it but that was of course before quarantine like we we did that a while back our other one was H2O just add water um (laughs) you know and uh make up mermaids so we loved those shows and we would watch them as a family all the time Um, the one show I do tend to watch with my dad still now is like a sort of family thing is we watch BuzzFeed Unsolved together. Oh. Um, but we haven't had a, a like a family show. We do family movie nights quite frequently because we've really got nothing better to do on like a Saturday night when we can't go out anywhere. Right. So we've been doing a lot of movies. I watched Pride and Prejudice and loved it. It's my mom's favorite movie. Um, and it's one of mine now too. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I love it so much. It's like my favorite type of love story, and oh my goodness, I love it. I haven't watched it, but I've been reading it, um, oh. yeah, and I'm like, ooh, the, I'm like, I need to finish it so that I can watch it, and then I'll, <laughs> then I'll be complete, um, but yeah, definitely one of my big recommendations that's come out of 2020. Yes, oh my gosh. <laughs> I've been trying to um, read it as well because I watched it before I read it because I wanted um, my mom, it's my mom's favorite book. So she was like, you know, you have to watch the movie and then there's the BBC one that you have to watch at some point yeah, in time too. Yeah. They're all different in their own way. <laughs> and she was like going off because it's like her favorite. My I, my middle name, um, it's a common middle name, Elizabeth, but she said it's in part because of uh, Lizzie Bennet. <laughs> Nice. and um basically I just like I'll watch the movie first just this once but I'm reading the book after and of course my mom has like a special edition of Pride and Prejudice that she went to me yeah I remember like earlier this year I went on like a BBC binge so I was watching like a whole bunch of old classic British shows like I was watching Pride and Prejudice 
I don't know if this is BBC, but I was watching Jane Eyre too, mm. and um, Oliver Twist and everything. So once I finished, my parents just bought me a whole bunch of Charles Dickens and Jane Austen books. I guess I'm having fun with that. Oh yeah, I've been watching um, BBC's Merlin as well. I, I actually got through every single episode, all five seasons. I got a bit slow in the middle, but we persevered, and it was... <laughs> It was a good it was a good little show I mean I'm a big fan of like medieval fantasy that's like my favorite like setting and uh story type to read like plot but uh it's my favorite to read so I really liked watching it and the you know Merlin and um uh Arthur's friendship is just a really good one <laughs> they do a lot of lots of good banter I think they did that well on the show I've also been reading a lot actually um I've been doing ebooks mainly I don't know if you guys have been really uh doing reading a lot of ebooks but I've been reading a lot of ebooks um I recently just reread uh Red White and Royal Blue because um I don't know I, I read I read it a while back uh maybe like January or like October of last year somewhere in there um, but I wanted to reread it and I um, put a hold on it in like October and it just came in like at the end of October. I was on hold for like three weeks, but it was really worth it. It's such a good book. I'm yeah, I was reading, um, what's it called? Oh my gosh, I'm having a brain fart. Um, Great Gatsby. <laughs> Great Gatsby. Oh, that one's on my list. That one's on my list to read. Yeah, I don't know why I forgot that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was reading it for a while and then it's really interesting. I like it. I, uh, I've been wanting to read the um, Foxhole Court series as well. Um, I, because they didn't have, though, I'm using Libby right now, which I think was recommended to me, like, through the Howard County Public Library system, I think, um, and I've been using Libby, and uh, the thing about it is that they don't have everything, and they've only just added the Foxhole Court series, but they only have them as audiobooks, <laughs> and I don't have um, like I, I can't just, um, I need to be like doing something. So audiobooks are great for like when I'm driving places, like long trips. I love audiobooks for that. Yeah. Um, but I'm not really going anywhere um, these days, you know, since we're home and I don't have enough times where I'm just not like have need something in the background. Unfortunately, audiobooks aren't necessarily my favorite uh, use since I'm not on a drive anywhere. I'm just waiting for them to add the ebook version. <laughs> right. Yeah, definitely um, this coming year, I want to read uh, Crush. The It's a book of poems by, I think it's Richard Sykin. Um, and it's like gay poetry about obsession. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> I've read a couple of the uh, poems from it. And I'm like, it, it just feels like a, con a consecutive like punch to the gut at the mm. end of each one. I'm like, this is great. I need to read this soon. So I'm looking forward to reading Oh, geez. Speaking of poetry, my, um, my mom and I took a visit to Books of the Past the other day, and um, we found this gorgeous old leather-bound poetry book. It was someone who had compiled their favorite poems, and it's it was covered in leather, very old. I think it was from like the 1950s or something ridiculous. Might have even, it was just, it was so beautiful. It had like a little floral co color. It's very tiny, like um, maybe the size of my, my hand in um, height. And it had just a bunch of po poems in it. And they labeled them all, and it was just really neat. So it's like one of my favorite things that we, that's come out of that so far. It's really cool. Yeah, I don't, I'm not, like, I love poetry, of course, but, like, I'm not up to date or, like, really invested True. in it, I guess, so. I like, um, I like, um, 
romance poetry because I just like I'm a romantic all right so I like getting quotes and then drawing art based on those <laughs> quotes <laughs> sounds like even you know I've had a lot of time on my hands to like read and draw and whatnot so I have you know been reading drawing scenes from the books it's been nice it's, it's been good for inspiration and I'm glad to actually be reading again and so actually, because of the four by four, I didn't get to take art this semester. So I will be next semester. So yeah, you're talking about drawing things and this and that. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait to have a class for that again. So that's another thing that I'm looking forward to next year. Cause you know, our semester, next semester doesn't start up until mid to late January. So mm. I'm looking forward to, yeah, all the classes that I'm gonna be taking next semester. Oh gee, you should have come to my school. They front loaded all of our art classes. So I didn't get to take a lot of art. Like I'm doing double art right now. And it was meant, it should have been spread out between the semester, but I have all my art classes right now and none in the second semester. So mm -hmm. my art class will just be a um, Howard Community College one that I'm doing. Well, like I wanted to take photo, but I couldn't because photo overlapped with art and they put them all in the first semester for whatever reason goodness knows why they were apparently meant to spread it out so you could have like year-long art and actually work on developing your portfolio the entire year but then they front-loaded them in this in semester one and now I'm, I'm in double art i really wanted to take an art class but um my parents are really strict so mm -hmm. no art classes oh art class is a good it, it's fun i think it's you know i really think um art class should be taken by at least an art one class. I mean, it has, you have to do an art class because a lot of people do photo or something else. But I think art is, is a, it's a good class to have because it really helps with um, creativity and like working on expanding, you know, your inspiration and, and your, your mind muscles. It works both sides of the brain. So I think it's really, I think people should have to take an art class maybe. I think yeah. that would be nice. Definitely creative endeavors. I want, I want more of them in 2021. Yes. Yeah, playwriting and stuff. I've like actually started uh, sort of cracking down onto that. So, which is, you know, what I want to do. So that's probably a good thing to be started. <laughs> actually complete. So yeah, I'm hoping to get a lot more creative endeavors in like writing and art and all of that, you know, musical theater, things like that. Sure. Well, I mean, I guess that's pretty much been uh, our 2020, kind of in a nutshell there. There's been ups, there's been downs, a lot of downs. But, um, you know, I think what matters is that we kind of stay positive at the end of it. Um, you know, look forward to what next year might hold. Try not to think too negatively about anything. I don't know, just keep our minds open and stay positive. That's really all we can do in these times. Good luck to anybody who's a senior and is, you know, uh, finishing up applying to colleges and whatnot. Uh, I wish you the best of luck, and I hope you get accepted to the college of your dreams. <laughs> and goodbye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>last episode discussing mental health and self-care so now we would like to focus on another key detriment to wellness smoking kirsten minor will give a presentation highlighting the connection between vaping and mental health and offer support through the virtual tobacco awareness program for teens and cessation support resources new year new you right so now is the time to find the strength to seek help or to educate yourself and others and to adopt and increase positive, productive behaviors. Kirsten graduated with a Master's of Public Health 
and MPH from Boston University with a concentration in social and behavioral sciences. Her background consists of working with youth and young adults with co-occurring substance use and mental health disorders. Kirsten currently serves as a community health educator for the Howard County Health Department within the Bureau of Population Health, where she oversees the Free Tobacco Awareness Program for Teens, TAPFT, and the Tobacco Enforcement Activities with a passion for educating communities about holistic health and wellness. For many people, 2020 may feel like a never-ending sci-fi film you were unknowingly cast in, and you're now just eagerly awaiting the end credits for this global pandemic. Analogies aside, 2020 has been a challenging year for most. If you have experienced multiple emotions in a single day, ranging from sad, happy, hopeful, depressed, anxious, frustrated, or isolated, you are not alone. Although we have been physically distancing from others, the use of technology and social media platforms have kept many of us socially connected. With the many plot twists this year has unexpectedly bought us, we have also learned many things. The COVID-19 pandemic has led many of us to focus on what really matters, family, health, and gratitude for basic needs. Arguably, more than anything, conversations about health and wellness and making healthy decisions has become the new norm, which can be a silver lining. The COVID-19 pandemic has triggered many stressors, and how people are coping with stress during this unprecedented time may range from healthy to unhealthy habits. With public health being a priority as a community health educator, please know that we are working hard to make sure that evidence-based information and resources are being promoted and made available to you so you're able to make informed health choices. When the reality of the COVID-19 pandemic first hit in March of 2020, there are many misconceptions. Who's at risk, how to treat it, immunity, and so forth. Although there are many things we still do not know about COVID-19, we now know more than what we did at the start of the pandemic. One of the most troubling misconceptions I came across as a health educator was a misleading study suggesting that smokers or vapors are at less risk for COVID-19. Thankfully, that research has since been debunked with the CDC and other evidence-based research institutions such as Stanford University, highlighting a definitive link between smoking and severe illness from COVID-19. Despite increasing evidence-based research and studies showing that vapors and dual users are at increased risk for COVID-19 and severe illness, that did not stop the e-cigarette industry from their continued targeted marketing to teens and young adults to increase sales of electronic smoking devices, or ESDs. Even more troubling, it appears that the e-cigarette industry promoted their products as a way to cope with stress and mental health during this challenging time. Some e-cigarette companies even promoted that if you bought a vaping product, you could receive a gift of essential applies such as masks, toilet paper, hand sanitizer, when for many people, such essentials were scarce or unavailable. As an educator for Howard County's Free Tobacco Awareness Program for Teens, I believe it is important that I debunk some vaping myths during this stressful time by providing evidence-based information that addresses the link between vaping and mental health, as well as provide resources for teens who are interested in receiving support for mental health and sensation. So the following is a list of the connection between vaping and mental health. Number one, vaping products are not nicotine-free. 
Nearly all tobacco products, including e-cigarettes, contain nicotine. In fact, a single Juul pot contains approximately 41 grams of nicotine, which is the equivalent of two packs of cigarettes or 41 cigarettes. Larger vape pot systems such as Fix and Soren contain even higher concentrations of nicotine, anywhere ranging between 75 micrograms or 90 micrograms of nicotine, which translates to four to four and a half packs of cigarettes or smoking 75 to 90 cigarettes. What is the mental health connection? Well, nicotine is not only highly addictive, but also causes changes in brain chemistry. For teenagers, your brain is still developing and is not fully developed until your mid-20s. Therefore, your developing brain is even more vulnerable to these chemical changes, which can alter the healthy maturation of your brain, which can impact you throughout your life course. Number two, e-cigarettes and vaping devices are not chemical free. In addition to nicotine, electronic smoking devices contain many of the same chemicals as traditional tobacco products, such as cigarettes and cigars. Chemicals such as lead, which interrupts brain development, formaldehyde, which is cancer-causing, and other heavy metals can all have a negative impact on the cardiovascular system, respiratory system, reproductive system, and nervous system. So what is the mental health connection? Nicotine, when inhaled, enters into the brain after passing the lungs. Once nicotine is in the brain, it binds to receptors which release pleasure chemicals such as dopamine, a naturally occurring hormone which may provide a temporary sense of pleasure initially. However, repeated nicotine use in high concentrations can trick the body to not naturally produce dopamine, which means a vapor or smoker may not feel natural feelings of pleasure without nicotine. Ultimately, one may vape or smoke just to feel normal, as they may feel anxious without nicotine or begin to experience withdrawal symptoms. Number three, electronic smoking devices or any tobacco product does not resolve chronic stress or any mental health condition. Nicotine is a stimulant. As a result, nicotine not only rewires and changes the brain, it also triggers the body's fight or flight response which is a stress response in the body, which leads to increased heart rate and rapid breathing. The mental health connection, the frontal lobe is the last area of the brain that matures. It is not fully developed until about 25 years of age. The frontal lobe is essentially the brain's executive decision-making center and is responsible for regulation of emotions and moods, impulse control, planning, working memory, and other higher cognitive functions. For a teen who decides to vape or use any substance, introducing the still-developing brain to nicotine or other mind-altering chemicals from substance can actually damage the frontal lobe. Damaging the frontal lobe can increase risk for mood swings, emotional dysregulation, and low impulse control. In other words, nicotine and substance use can actually increase risk for anxiety, depression, and other mental health conditions throughout the lifetime. Number four, vaping does not decrease risk for COVID-19. 77% of Howard County High School students are more likely to use electronic smoking devices or vaping devices over other traditional tobacco products. Similarly, at the national level, e-cigarettes are the most commonly used tobacco products among youth. Both are supporting reasons as to why e-cigarette companies continue to target teens and young adults 
During the COVID-19 pandemic, despite Tobacco 21 or T21 now prohibiting the sale of all tobacco products, including ESDs, to all individuals under the age of 21, no exception. The Mental Health Connection. As mentioned, there is increasing evidence that youth using e-cigarettes and dual uses of e-cigarettes and cigarettes are at a greater risk for COVID-19. Evidence-based research from Stanford University cite that COVID-19 diagnosis was five times more likely among ever users of e-cigarettes only, seven times more likely among ever dual users, and symptoms were nearly five times more likely among past 30-day dual users. In short, if the COVID-19 pandemic is not stressful enough, being at increased risk for diagnosis and severe illness can even be more stress-inducing, not only for the vapor or smoker, but also their family and loved ones. There are healthier ways to cope with stress than vaping or using other substances. Talk with a trusted friend, adult, or healthcare professional, such as a counselor, for support. Getting physical exercise, listening to music, tune into a virtual concert, or virtual comedy show, create a movie night at home, and meditation are all fun ways to reduce stress. Don't be afraid to try a new hobby as well, as there are many virtual classes for free that teach a new skill. In conclusion, there has never been a better time to quit smoking or vaping to protect your health, physical, emotional, mental, and the health of others during the COVID-19 pandemic. Please call us at 410-313-6265 to learn more about this tobacco sensation program or call the MD Quit Line at 1-800-QUIT-NOW or 1-800-784-8669 for free help with quitting. Youth may also text, quote, READY to 887-09 to receive support through the, critting, through the quitting process. If you're looking for healthy ways to cope with stress, anxiety, or any other mental health condition during this challenging time, please check out our Teen Health Matters site, which is specifically for teens to connect and learn more about health and resources. If you are in a crisis, please call the Grassroots Crisis Hotline at 410-531-6677 or contact the Crisis Text Line by texting HOME to 741741. If you're a teen or concerned adult who is interested in learning more about vaping, you can enroll in our free tobacco awareness program for teens by calling 410-313-6292 or also follow Howard County Health Department on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook to learn more. Collectively, as a community, we'll get through this challenging time together. Thank you. circumstances change, we'll always be here to bring you our top picks in literature and media. For this chapter, we'll be sharing our favorite books, TV shows, or movies from 2020. Hello all, I'm Mia and I'm an 11th grader at MRHS. The book I am going to recommend is Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen. I cannot believe how long it took me to discover this book. I first read it two summers ago and since then I probably reread it six or seven times. It's just that good. Imagine you're a young middle-class woman of marriageable age in the early 19th century with four sisters, and in order to secure a stable future for yourself and your family, you must marry well. 
Such is the case of young Elizabeth Bennet, who struggles with a mounting pressure to find a wealthy man to marry, while also maintaining the desire to find true love and happiness in the union. Her answer lies within Mr. Darcy, a very wealthy and handsome, yet rude and arrogant landowner who is extremely in love with her, but whom Elizabeth could never imagine loving. When the two begin to recognize their positive affections for one another, a scandal within the Bennet family threatens to tear them apart. It is up to determined Mr. Darcy and courageous Elizabeth to fight against the odds and prejudices they have against one another, their respective families and communities. The plot is very humorous, serious at some points, and romantic, with the courtship of cold Mr. Darcy and witty but prideful Elizabeth Bennet. If you as a reader want a classic, witty, romantic comedy to curl up with in front of a fire, this book is certainly for you. See You in the Cosmos by Jack Chang I'm sure you've looked up at the stars or the planets on a clear night and wondered to yourself, do other life forms exist out there somewhere in the universe? If so, do they know we exist here on Earth? And this is a question I've been pondering a lot lately, which is what reminded me of this awesome book and one of the many reasons why I decided to review it for you. What will be the remembrances and takeaways of 2020? In other words, how will it be recorded in the history books? So if another life form does exist somewhere out there, what would they think of the happenings on Earth this year? These are some really big questions. Introducing Alex Petrosky, an 11-year-old boy whose passions are the cosmos and rockets. In case it isn't quickly obvious by who he named his dog and best friend Carl Sagan after. As a member of an online rocket forum, Alex finds himself asking similar questions. And just in case there is life somewhere out there, he has decided to share his thoughts and life through audio recordings on his iPod which he hopes to launch into space one day, just like his hero, the famous astronomer, Dr. Carl Sagan, sent the Voyager Golden Record in 1977. He wants to show other life forms out in the cosmos what life on Earth, his Earth, is really like. Alex wants this so badly that he has spent months researching, engineering, and building a mini rocket for the iPod to travel into space with, and plans on launching the rocket at the Southwest High Altitude Rocket Festival in New Mexico. But there are a few minor obstacles to overcome. First, Alex lives in Colorado, and he's too young to drive. Then there is the problem of his sick mom, who not only is not in any condition to help, but who depends on Alex for her own care. Even with these challenges, Alex is determined to get to the festival one way or another, so he makes a plan that sets out on what turns into an adventure of a lifetime with his dog, Carl Sagan. Remember the old saying, it's really not about the destination, but about the journey? Well, this story is a case in point. Along the way, he encounters an eclectic mix of characters and fellow rocket enthusiasts who all play important parts in getting Alex to his destination. But keep in mind what I said about the journey. Through a surprising series of events, Alex eventually meets his half-sister, resolves a mystery about his father, and even travels on to Los Angeles to find his older brother, Ronnie. But did Alex ever get to the Southwest High Altitude Rocket Festival in New Mexico? Did he launch his golden iPod into space? 
What about his dog, Carl Sagan? What happens to him? And wait, where is Alex's mom while all this is going on? Most importantly, does Alex ever find the answers to his big questions? If you read this book, I think you'll find yourself inspired and cheering for Alex and probably even feeling like he is a real friend of yours. Finally, if you were making a time capsule this year, I'm curious what you think should be included. You will definitely want to know more about Carl Sagan and his golden record that traveled to deep space on both the Voyager 1 and 2. Was it actually a record? And if so, was it made of real gold? And what did it contain? If you're interested and want to know more about that or the inspiration behind this book, be sure to check out Jack Chang's website. From Gary D. Schmidt, author of OK For Now. Jack Chang's debut is full of joy, optimism, determination, and unbelievable heart. To read the first page is to fall in love with Alex and his view of our big, beautiful, complicated world. To read the last is to know he and his story will stay with you a long, long time. I totally agree, and I think you will, too. Choosing a favorite book from the whole year is not a simple task, but I'm going to award the position to Born a Crime by Trevor Noah. While now the host of the American television show, The Daily Show, Noah grew up in South Africa under apartheid. Born a Crime is his coming-of-age memoir about the experience, starting from, as the title suggests, the illegality of his birth as the result of an interracial relationship. Each story within the memoir is gripping, whether about trying to impress girls as a teenager or the reality of the colonialist system he grew up under. This is definitely a book where you'll find yourself saying, oh, just a few more pages, until you realize you're already halfway through. The stories are written together in an expert fashion that weaves in comedy and insights on the world in such a natural way. Insight about the history, civics, and daily life of South Africa under apartheid is sprinkled throughout the pages, narrated in a matter-of-fact but still personal delivery. I own a print copy of the book, but I also want to mention that I've heard glowing reviews of the audio version of Born a Crime, adeptly narrated by Noah as well. I've heard his narration be described as a performance, and Born a Crime is one that you surely won't want to miss. Choosing just one favorite? It's so hard. But I'm going to award my best of the year to Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen. It only took me 17 years and one quarantine to finally watch and read one of my mother's favorite stories, and I can't believe I've waited this long. Easily becoming a favorite of mine this year, Pride and Prejudice follows the story of Elizabeth Bennet, a stubborn young woman with marriage as the last thing on her mind. Unfortunately for her, it's the first thing on her mother's. Join Lizzie as she navigates family, love, and life, avoiding prearranged marriages and rude Mr. Darcy, who seems to have taken an unprecedented fancy towards her. Will she find love in the arrogant pride of Mr. Darcy, or will her prejudice be too much for her to find the love he truly holds? Find out in Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen. Truly a favorite of mine this year that features a lovely slow burn enemies to lovers, right up my alley. Every moment that passes is anticipation of a will-they-won't-they, and it's written, and screenwritten if you're watching the 2005 film, extremely well. 
The characters are well thought out and are brought to life exceptionally well, and the relationships they have with one another feel real and wonderful. It transports you to a world of love and learning as we go, and truly exemplifies the meaning of not judging a book by its cover. It shows how we can find love in the most unlikely of people, and how learning is half the battle of growing. 11 out of 10 would recommend. Winter can come across as many different things to many different people. To some, it's a time of warmth and comfort, a season of family gatherings and holiday cheer. For others, it's a harsh reality, an unforgiving period of separation and isolation. Unfortunately, it's the latter that's true for Jack and Mabel, the main characters of Aeon Mamei Ivy's The Snow Child. The Snow Child is often labeled as a mellow story, one where the main characters are a husband and wife struggling to maintain their relationship after years and years of being childless. Mabel is a depressed housewife, suffering from the prolonged mental aftermath of having a miscarriage. Her husband, Jack, is a tired middle-aged man, hardened after years of trying to do his best to support his wife. With detailed and vivid descriptions, Ivy represents their stories with the colors of the setting, a solemn tone of grays and murky whites surrounding their everyday lives in rural Alaska. And though I love solemn narratives with mature literary themes, the main reason why I love this specific book is its ability to incorporate scenes of heartwarming love and genuine care. This comes from the book's more magical element, Fina. Fina is a little girl that comes into the couple's life after a harsh 1920 winter. Well, to be more precise, a snowman built by John and Mabel and mysteriously given life. I may have given off the impression that this is a depressing story, but The Snow Child actually comes across as a more beautiful tale to the usual reader. The book is full of touching scenes and an easy-to-follow plot, with touches of character growth and a tear-jerking account of finding familial love. I'm not trying to give too many spoilers, but the Pulitzer Prize finalist is a fantastic read. To read, especially now, a bittersweet novel that almost symbolizes every up and down of 2020. Please read The Snow Child. What a historic year. Truly, we've laughed, we've cried, we've distanced ourselves and united for progress and change. And next year will be even better. Oh sure, we'll still have our struggles and burdens, but we're stronger now. We made it through this year and we can make it through anything. We made it through this year and we can make it through anything. We made it through this year and we can make it through anything. We made it through this year and we can make it through anything. Thanks for listening to HokoCast. Happy New Year. Thanks for listening to HokoCast. Happy New Year. Thanks for listening to HokoCast and Happy New Year. Thanks for listening to HokoCast. Happy New Year. What a historic year. Truly, we've laughed, we've cried, we've distanced ourselves, and united for progress and change. And next year will be even better. Oh, sure, we'll still have our struggles and burdens, but we're stronger now.